Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. I don't even know what number we're on at this point, but we're just rolling this train along. Um, last week, we had the pleasure to speak with my good friend and fellow therapist, Nicole West. She talked all about music and coping. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, you'll want to go back and listen to last week's. And there's also an exciting part at the very end um, about changes to our growing practice. Um, and if you want to know the surprise, you have to listen. But today we are joined by Michelle Colley. She is another local mental health therapist, and she's going to talk about all things telehealth and um, kind of get into the ever-changing world of therapy. Excited to have you. Thanks for joining us. Your office is super cute back oh, there. I'm assuming you. you're in an office. But. I am. I'm at my office. Yep. <laughs> so if you don't mind uh, for our community listening and watching, just go ahead and give us a little bit of a background, maybe some about your education and your current role in the wellness industry. And okay. Field. So um, I started off actually as a high school English teacher years ago. Um, I taught at Camp McKinley High School. I used to teach English and journalism. Um, and then I ended up, um, my firstborn daughter, who is now 21, hard to believe, but she is, uh, she was born preemie. Um, and so I decided that I needed to do one of my first hard pivots and stay home with her. And um, my next experience was that I had a small business that I worked with um, horses and at-risk kids. So I was working with them um, and it was a program where I was working with the court system um, and I was working um, you know, with kids who were uh, at risk of dropping out of high school. Um, and I decided that I needed a little more information about mental health because I was having teenagers, as you can imagine, they were starting to disclose to me and I felt completely, you know, inadequate, like not the right person for that, you know, and I know they needed more. So I started to think about going into mental health um, and I went to Kent State, got my master's degree at Kent State and I have owned um, Middle Path Counseling Services now for, this is our sixth year. We started off in Kent and we kind of outgrew our limited office space there and moved to Stowe. Um, we moved to Stowe in January and then in March, the pandemic hit. And so we had to <laughs> have to make our first pivot and become um, virtual. All of us were online then at that point. Very cool. So yeah. had, a, had a lot of pivots and uh, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. I got you. Where exactly, this is like totally random, where exactly is Stowe? Or I guess, what are you close to? Um, so we are close to, we're right on the edge of Kent. I mean, it's just the next town over. Okay. In Kent. Okay. It's in, we're in Summit County. Um, we're right on Kent Road, actually, on um, also known as State Route 59. Just a little squatty building all by ourselves. So there's six of us all together that work okay. here. Oh, so you, okay, so group practice. Yeah, right? it's a group practice. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So our topic today, as we, we know, is going to be telehealth. So if you if you want or give us some us and our listeners some history just over telehealth in the US and maybe how that you know compares to how it skyrocketed due to yeah. the you know, COVID nineteen right. pandemic. Right. It really did. I mean it started off, it was interesting to find out that it started off like in the military. That's where a lot of telehealth started. And it was a lot of it started with like ship to shore kind of 
of um, you know um, consultation with medical experts that in the, on the ship that they needed to get some information. So it was more of a consultation from doctor to doctor is how it started. There was a lot of trainings that happened in the 50s um, with large groups of nursing students and someone in a different area and that's how that started. It really wasn't super common um, before just recently. Um, they would use it mostly in rural areas and most of that was on phone, you know, by telephone. And the idea of a video conferencing um, would happen every now and then, but pretty rarely. It was really, really rare. I looked it up and it said that the increase of telehealth, meaning like visual, virtual, you know, with a video and audio at the same time, like we're doing right now, um, for telehealth, all kinds of telehealth, skyrocketed, said 154% from March of 2019 to March 2020. So um, it really, really exploded so much so that I think we were all a little unprepared for it. At my practice, we had already started doing some telehealth. We were working with clients who had agoraphobia. Um, and so we were used to doing that telehealth. We were already kind of set up for it. We even had our, because my, uh, my clinicians are, you know, they're from all over and they, uh, we have a weekly staff meeting that is already telehealth. So they were set up for that. Um, and, you know, because I didn't want everybody to have to come into the office for like an hour, you know, staff meeting or whatever. So we just were using Skype at that time. Um, now, all of our sessions, because of the pandemic, we are, we are online almost 100%. We do have a couple clients that weren't still being seen in person. Um, and so we've had to figure out how to do that and how to make home offices for all of our clinicians that they have a space that's pleasant and you know, that they can seal off from their families because their families are all home um, too. Michelle, you said 154%, and my brain instantly went, that's crazy. You ain't got no choice. That's what exactly. it said, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. not even, so, and I know, you know, there's still people that have paper charts, and exactly, yeah. And so for people that weren't ready for it, it was like, again, we were talking before we started recording, evolve or die, right? You have no choice, 154%, yeah. and it's everybody plus. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, people were stunned in that they didn't want to leave their houses, um, you know, and they didn't want to come in. And if we do have people come in, um, we're in masks then. And that in itself is not ideal. You know, I mean, we've, we've done it, um, but it's, it's really, I think people would prefer to see our whole faces and get the even the limited information from our whole faces rather than being masked up and, and having that confinement of the mask. And it's just weird to sit with a mask with someone for an hour. <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't realize how much I relied on lip reading until. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and in our therapy, I mean, we know in our profession, nonverbals are so important. So not only for them to see that we're not being judgmental mm -hmm. on our side, but for us to know mm -hmm. what's going on over mm -hmm. there. If I can't tell you you're getting upset or angry on your face. Absolutely. You know? I mean, we pick up so much information non-verbally, as you know, you know, absolutely. And I think it's, it's good that we are able to see each other so clearly too. I think that's, that's really a plus of, you know, of the technology that is available for us. I mean, with like 30 bucks, I was able to get a pretty good camera. Um, you know, and be able to really, really clearly see clients. I think that's important that we 
you know, that I'm able to mention in the session, in the video session, like, hey, you look like you're really squirming around there a lot, you know, and kind of bring that to their attention. And, um, you know, it's part of the session then. Yeah, when their eyes kind of divert, I'm like, oh, what's that? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for the history. I had no idea. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And consultation, that really yeah. makes sense, right? Like, oh, hey, you know, what's going Okay. Very cool. So can you tell us about, you know, people have all sorts of ideas about telehealth as they do most things that they don't know or don't understand. So what are some of the myths that are out there that might need debunked about telehealth? So I think that, you know, one of the things we dealt with early on was that people were afraid it wasn't as private as in-person therapy. I think that they were worried. Um, you know, I even had one or two clients say to me, well, this isn't being recorded, is it? And I had to really kind of fight that and say, no, of course not. I wouldn't record this, um, you know, when with most platforms, you know, the platform that we happen to use is called Doxy. It's D-O-X-Y. Um, and it's a, it's a great platform and it really only allows for two people. Um, to be on camera at the same time. There's no, you know, there's no group like this is where we've got three people. Um, you know, it, it doesn't allow for that. So I think that that helps. Um, I think that people are worried that they're not going to be taken care of as um, individuals on telehealth. That, you know, if we're in person, then, you know, you're, you're, you really are going to help me out. You're going to know me or something like that. And it's not possible on telehealth. Um, so I think those are some of the myths that we had to kind of debunk to start with. Yeah, I kind of asked around because, you know, back in March, April, May, <laughs> the months just keep going. And as a practice owner, you start to think, okay, I'm paying for an office mm -hmm. space. Majority of my people are telehealth, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe this is the way of the future. And so I did kind of get, collect information from my current clients because I wanted to get their, uh, you know, feedback. And, and one of them said, I would, you know, I might think you might not be taking it as seriously if you didn't have an office. Yeah. Right. So that's what you were kind of saying, like, I'm not going to be treated as this individual person, right. you know, right. you're, you'd rather just sit at home on your computer type thing. And it's like, well, wait a minute, there's a lot of benefits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are some benefits I do think in telehealth, you know, that we, that were maybe unexpected benefits. Um, the fact that clients can come, can schedule a session and not have to worry as much about childcare. Um, that can be, they can do it from the privacy of their own home. I think that's a benefit for some clients in that they're very relaxed at their own homes and they don't have to have, you know, they don't have to worry about driving in, finding the office, finding parking, that sort of thing. Um, that can be a benefit for some people. Yeah. I had to, whenever I first, because before I got into private practice and, and stuff, I was working at a community mental health facility. And whenever telehealth came, came about, they were not, you know, we weren't actively using it. So we had to go through the whole pivot thing we already talked about, but I had to have a lot of like boundary, you know, you had to talk about it, you know, boundaries with, with clients. And I had some like whenever we were talking about not taking it as seriously, like I felt like it was perceived as less formal or less, um, less serious you know? Yeah, because it was like, I would have clients, like it was a time of our appointment and they would call me and well, I'm walking into the grocery store. And I'm like, well, we, we had an appointment. And they were like, 
And so we had to kind of, you know, right. blend mm-hmm. it together. And as people got more and more familiar, it definitely, mm-hmm. uh, everybody kind of evolved together with it. So. I, yeah, definitely. And, you know, we did get a little bit of pushback in the beginning. I don't know if you experienced this, but we got a little bit of pushback from insurance companies um, that were, when we first started doing telehealth, they wanted to not cooperate. They, um, they wanted to figure out, like, are we going to reimburse this at full rate? Are we going to, you know, um, require specialty training for uh, the clinicians, are we going to require a certain platform? We did have one insurance company for a minute tell us that we needed to use a certain platform that they chose. Um, we ended up not doing that, but uh, because we found out that that wasn't really, you know, then that insurance company changed their mind. And I think there was just a lot of confusion in the beginning and we had to really navigate that. Um, there was another insurance company that told us uh that we weren't allowed to see clients on the initial visit um, via telehealth. So it was almost like the, the insurance companies weren't even taking telehealth as serious, you know, as a, as a, just, we all have to do this as a new modality. And it was sort of like, well, it was our secondary choice and not really realizing that, yeah, you know, we can do good work too um, via telehealth. It's going to take some adjustment. It's going to take some special attention um, to details, but we can do it. We can do it virtually. And this is like almost, you know, a, a must kind of like Amanda said a minute ago, and mm-hmm. if they don't want to reimburse for telehealth, you know, then people are at risk of sitting in crowded waiting rooms and they might be getting an insurance bill for, you know, I know something else that, you know, so it's like safety, you know, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you think about it too, yeah, we are keeping vulnerable people home. Yeah you know, and I feel a duty to do as much as I can in that area. And we're not um, contributing to just eating up the valuable PPE that's out there. You know, I don't want people to have to sit in the waiting room. I don't want people to have to mask up if they don't have to, if they can stay home and save some of that stuff for people that are on the front lines of hospitals and doctor's offices and those sorts of things, you know, then by all means, stay home. You know, I'm all for that to stay home. Absolutely. Yeah. So you started, you started touching on the, like some pros of, of telehealth. So maybe we can segue into that. So talking about pros and cons of telehealth, Mm -hmm. because just like anything, there's, there's cons as well, but um, what, from your perspective and your experience, what do you feel like are some pros and cons of telehealth? So some of the pros, I think, are the availability, you know, whereas, you know, people who don't drive, people who don't have, um, we don't have to deal with transportation issues, those sorts of things, I think, are a real pro. I think that that does help. We've been able to expand the area that we serve. Um, We have, because we're so, we started in Kent, and so a lot of our our, um, clients are Kent State, either related to their students or faculty or whatever. And when they go home for the holidays, um, and it might be in Cincinnati or somewhere in the state of Ohio that wouldn't be convenient to keep up their therapy, um, telehealth has allowed them to, you know, we can see them when they're home, no matter where home is, as long as it's within the state of Ohio. Um, You know, that's the licensing thing is that we need to stay within the state of Ohio. We need to stay in the state and also our clients need to stay in the state. So that has expanded our reach that way, which is really, really nice. Um, it has helped with people, like I said, who don't, who have childcare issues, 
who it's really difficult that might make coming to therapy way too expensive if they have to pay a babysitter too. Um, and the kids can be next door or whatever, you know, in the same house and be what, you know, be there. But um, it helps with scheduling as far as couples. Um, sometimes when you have couples come in, that's a hard time. That's a difficult spot sometimes for couples is to find a mutual time that they're both available. Um, and that has helped quite a bit with that. I think that that's been great. Um, I do like it that we do get to see a peek into their lives. You know, I really like that. Um, I didn't think I would, and I thought it would be difficult, but I do like it and think that the clients are a little bit more relaxed, you know, that they're in their homes and I get to see them, you know, drinking their own tea or their own, you know, whatever, their own kind of space. And I get a real good feel for their atmosphere. Um, I think I, small, something small to see them, you know, drinking their tea or see them. Um, but it's interesting at the same time. And I think in a previous episode, when we were with a different guest, we were talking about that and how it's such a huge part of, you know, clients' lives is their environment and us yeah. being able to just have a little, a little peek into, a little peek. Yeah. into that. It, it can tell us a lot, like in an, in a good way about them, like what, what are these things that are in your environment that are maybe contributing to symptoms or yeah. that are, you know, helping them in their own environment? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, and I love it when I get to meet their pets. I don't know if you guys do this, but I just love it. Um, I had one client who was very emotional during a session and she had her back up against the wall and without missing a beat, her gigantic, I think it was like a great Dane or something came over, laid his head on her lap and she just starts pet. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is just so sweet. She had, she didn't even notice it. And I was like, you know, your fur baby just really helped you out there. And she's like, I know he always does. And it just, it just was so, so sweet. And I love seeing that. I love seeing people's pets. And sometimes they'll apologize and I'll be like, no, no, I want to see your little fur babies and be like, I want to see what is helping you, you know, and it's, it's great. It's a great way to, to get to know clients in their environment. And it's a nice thing to see. I love that. Yeah. Um, I have three cats and two dogs. Um, so most of my clients are very aware. So they're finally getting to see mine too. And um, it's just, I think it also, you're right. It humanizes us. It, 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 like Maslow came to mind when you said they're in their own environment, right? Like everything is automatically a little bit safer because they are in control more, right? Um, Definitely. I, I shared this story a while back, but I had a, a client that like previous sessions, the last session had broke three fidget toys in my office because of hypervigilance and just inability to regulate and right. Yeah. The first telehealth session, I was terrified. Sure. Terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. It's not a health, healthy home environment. They're not going to find somewhere safe to do it. Oh my gosh. Like, right. I don't have. Control. Yes. Yeah. the session. Okay, so um, I kind of, I came up with a list of things that I wanted to talk about and, and then they started to like go through the list, get wow. my feedback process uh -huh. and then the next thing. Yes, right. I'm over here blown away. I'm right, like, right. even my reservations about telehealth, 
gone just yes. from that one moment. So it's such a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. Um, but what are some consideration you kind of already mentioned we alluded to some of them like with Kelsey saying oh I'm walking into the grocery store yeah um you know when you have kids in the house but what other like considerations do you tell your clients or should our audience be aware of with telehealth if you're going to engage in that so the first thing I think you're right is to just just as therapists we need to understand that we are no longer in control of the environment you know, moving into this little building, every detail um, was, you know, something that was, is purposeful. Um, you know, I mean, it really is. I had to take this office that was really, really corporate and make it really friendly and really, um, you know, welcoming, including how it smells and how it looks and the light and everything. And now I have to let go. I can't, I can't do that. So I do have to let go and, and I can't be in control of the environment and I have to be um, you know, it, willing to do that and willing to recognize in myself that it's like, yeah, you never really were in control of the environment anyway, <laughs> you know, just let that go. Um, but I think Kelsey did bring up something really important is that we have to set new boundaries and we have to make that new container. Um, I will ask clients, you know, hey, where are you sometimes? Um, if they're in a new place, if I don't recognize the background and they, they, they will tell me, and I think it's important for me to know where they are um, and, you know, that they, I don't want them to be at the grocery store. I don't want them to be driving. I don't want them to be, you know, walking around with the phone and I'm looking straight up their nose the whole time. I want them to settle. You know, I want them to find a space to sit down and settle. Um, some of the cons are, you know, things like technology. Um, I don't know about you, but at my house, I've got five individuals on the same internet connection and, you know, going to school, whatever, working from home. And so I have to think about that. I have to think about, you know, when am I going to get to share the internet or do I have a good enough internet connection and do my clients have a good enough internet connection? Um, if they use their phone, that's fine. Um, but, you know, it, I don't get as much information from a phone, as much visual information sometimes, or they don't get as much visual information from me. And I have to think about that. And I worry too, that some people, I just, I did look it up that, uh, let me look here. It was like, there are 43 million people that do not have any internet connection whatsoever. And so this telehealth may be sort of exacerbating already, you know, the inequalities of access and outcomes um, that just are inherent with, you know, this kind of medium, it's not going to get to everybody. So that's a oh, con. You mentioned, um, and then I'm gonna segue to Kelsey to let you talk sure. about the internet connection because she's actually in a different part of Ohio. That's why she doesn't know where so is. Um, oh no, what was my train of thought? Oh, phones, people that use their phones. What I see often, I also use my phone. Yeah. From the telehealth, because the because then I can type on my computer and do yeah, yeah. documentation. Um, if people don't put their do not disturb on or turn off their notifications, yes. they're constantly getting interrupted or they're like, oh wait, is that uh oh no, it's fine. Okay. They get interrupted. Yeah. The session is constantly interrupted yeah. with, oh my husband, wait, oh, okay, we're good. Oh wait, I think that's my mom calling. I'm sorry, right. see my face again in a minute. <laughs> or yes. Yeah. Yes. And then okay. I wanted to let Kelsey touch on that number that you found because she's her area is part of that number yeah Absolutely. yeah I live um like very rural southeastern 
Ohio. Um, I'm in like the Hawking Hills area. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, and uh, most of probably they're just recently expanded the Wi-Fi like you know availability, but many individuals where where I live do wow. not have it and at my house like I don't get regular cell phone signal so if I, I lose power if I lose wi-fi mm -hmm. I won't I could be in the middle of something or me and Amanda will be talking and then yeah. like if it goes out it's it's out out like I have to drive and it takes me many minutes to get anywhere where I would even have a cell phone signal yeah. um, to be able to you know call my clients or and that's for for me you know let alone clients who you know don't even have the technology or you know, kind of double layers of impact yeah. access for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And just, you know, the privacy too, um, in houses where they don't have the luxury of having a spare bedroom where they can kind of hang out to, you know, have a private session. Um, you know, that's, that's, it. that can be an issue too, um, where they don't want to be overheard. Um, by their kids or their whatever, you know, they just need some privacy. I do have clients who go to their car. That seems to be a, a pretty common area for privacy. They can close the doors and, and all of that if they have, you know, cell phone service there or if they have internet connection, if they could stay in their garage or something like that, um, you know, but privacy is an issue. You know, you don't always want everybody to hear everything that you're talking about in therapy. Um, and there is some comfort in knowing that when you go to a therapist's office, the doors are closed and the little annoying white noise machine is on in the corner and, you know, and it feels very private. Um, I have had with clients who are trauma clients, um, I have taken the, the camera and taken it off the computer and like scanned my room that I'm in. I think that sometimes trauma clients need to know that they're alone and that there is security that I am working on there. I am working for their security and their comfort. And that helps a little bit with that. Um, yeah. I don't know if that, that makes any sense, but you know, no, they don't want to show me their room and you know, I, I will show them mine to just give them peace of mind that there's not someone sitting off camera or something like that, that they can't hear or see. And some of the trauma clients will need extra, assurance that I'm not recording it or they're not recording it or something like that. It's just a little extra thing that you can do for your trauma clients um, to help. It's not going to be complete, but it will help a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The privacy, I think, is probably one of the biggest mm -hmm. cons for those who have that issue because I've had, a, even just last week, I had a client with uh, a child uh, client session and uh, both parents had just gotten home. Well, mom had been home. She, she uses her phone, but long thing short, another parent got home and they were up, up and down the hall outside of her bedroom. And we were trying to talk about some trauma related sure. family. And it it's doesn't hard. Work. Yeah. You can use like the chat function and stuff, but it's, you know, it's not exactly the right. same. Right. Yeah. Interaction for it. Definitely. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is that when you have, um, well, in Ohio, it, you know, it's starting to get cold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they can only go sit in their car for so long before they're running their gas. Like I had a client running her gas, running her car, starting it, turning oh. it back off, <laughs> like throw the stuff in to stay warm. And, you know, I'll even, right, that look, just goes to show my privilege yeah. as you're talking. I'm thinking, yeah, I've told a lot of clients like, hey, you know, you might want to think about getting some AirPods or not, Air you know, headphones, yeah. you know, so you have more privacy. And, and so many people said, yeah, that might be a good idea. Or I thought about yeah. it, but not everyone yeah, can just go yeah, by. Right, right, right. Right. Even just exactly. to have that privacy. Mm -hmm. 
And I think you're also talking to about, you know, some of the ideas that uh, that are cons or difficult with, um, you know, with telehealth is that there's a certain flow that we work on, you know, that we use as therapists within the 50 minutes or the hour that isn't always, it's, you know, it's not, in, it's not easy to do. Um, you know, usually in the, in the session, we will start off with, you know, getting to know our clients and then we'll get to the tough stuff. And then we'll kind of, you know, what I always call and what I always say to my therapist is we always zip them back up before we send them out the door. You know, we don't want to leave anybody sort of opened up kind of thing. And you're not always in control of that. And that makes it difficult if they lose internet connection and you're losing time. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I've got a client coming, you know, or I've got another client online, you know, in 15 minutes or whatever, I've got to make sure that this person is ready to face the world. And unlike driving into therapy, coming to the office and then leaving, there's no gap between the session and just like life, you know, they literally open the door and there's their whole family that we've just been talking about for, you know, an hour. Um, and that can be hard. So I've been really trying to teach my clients to like, take a minute, collect yourself before you go downstairs to your family, you know, take a minute that you would normally take um, for the drive time to the office to just sort of collect your thoughts and not be rushed to just go right out to your family um, that are right out there and that may need you for whatever homework help or something like that, you know, just take a minute um, for your time. And that's one of the cons too, is that people, I'm afraid that um, busy, busy moms, I'm going to use as an example, are going to start to schedule therapy, like in between activities that they're just going to shoehorn in, you know, an hour telehealth, they're not going to take the time for themselves, you know, to this is, you know, I think that's part of the joy of therapy is that it is on people's calendar as me time. This is how I'm going to spend time helping myself. This is just for me. And I worry that teletherapy is going to kind of eliminate that a little bit. Um, the convenience is almost a blessing and a, yes, exactly. Right, right. Yeah, people, like I'm thinking about us, right? Doing teletherapy from home. I have even been a, I've had to move my schedule around three times for my own therapy. Cause I was like, oh yeah, two o'clock yeah. on Monday, that mm -hmm. works. But I have an appointment before an appointment right. after, right? Or, you know, my husband's IT, he's on the computer all day. All these people that are at home working on the computer all day and they just open a different window to do their therapy and then they don't get back up and they just go back to work. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, right. And, you know, and some of the, the cons, I think, for therapists, too, are that it is way more difficult. This is such, a, I found it to be incredibly exhausting in the beginning. I feel like I got my muscles up now and I'm able to do it. But, you know, in the beginning, wow, it was exhausting to sit in front of the computer. Um, I found that I was working really, really hard to pull, you know, to pull on the client to get information. I want to make sure that they knew I was connecting, you know, kind of thing. I wasn't used to seeing my own face in therapy. That was really odd to me. Yeah. So at the beginning, I literally would take a post-it note and just like cover my face. I was like, I can't, oh, that's my empathy face. I don't like it, you know, and I would just have to cover it. <laughs> Didn't like it at all. Um, and then I found that I really needed to get up physically um, and walk around um, and, you know, go outside or something between sessions. I really, really needed to, to be very, very mindful of my own self-care. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I would look down at my Fitbit in the middle of the day after a whole day of teletherapy and be like, 
wait, is this thing on? You know, is this working? Because I had literally moved so little um, and that my neck would hurt, my head would hurt, you know, and it'd just be like, oh, well, duh, I've been sitting in this spot for so long, um, not paying attention to my own self-care. So that's, yeah. that's definitely something we've had to be very, very mindful of that you um, just don't move. <laughs> yes. I've had to, you know, in the process of this, I, I kept wondering, I was like, what is this that I'm feeling? Like, you know, there were some other things, you know, along mm -hmm, with it, but mm -hmm. it was just, the exhaustion and then like the physical, you know, and I realized just how much I am impacted by my environment yeah. while I'm working. Um, whenever we did the complete shift to, to telehealth. So. Right. Right. And that, you know, that therapists are probably at home too, um, you know, and their families are at home. And so we have to be mindful that, you know, that their home environment is set up for teletherapy. Um, you know, when, in some of our meetings, I would, you know, mention something that I see in the background of somebody's, uh, you know, the, the room that they're using. It's like, you know, I can see pictures of your, one counselor in particular, you know, I can see pictures of your baby. Is that okay? You know, and just to make sure that, that they want that information shared with their therapy, with their, um, with their clients and just to make sure that that's something that, that they want to share that was yes. different. It's such a big topic. I feel like I could sit and and talk about it all day. I think you're right. I know it is. It's, it's a big, it's a big. It is growing, and I do feel like you know the platforms are catching up, and they're they're doing you know they're they seem to be a little bit more stable than when we first started. Um, and I think we're just learning tricks too that just make it a little easier for us. And so that's that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, and the other thing I think too that you know when we were all starting with teletherapy um there was a moment there when I felt like uh the rest of the world kind of was stunned and taking a break um and sort of like trying to reorient okay um okay now I'm at work but I'm using my computer but therapists didn't take a break and that's kind of a, an issue that that I think we didn't address in the beginning we are sort of looking at it now but we sort of jumped in right away and we didn't have that march to kind of readjust our clients. I don't know about you guys, but they were all coming in um, via telehealth. And what are we doing? Can I see you? You know, that kind of thing. We were super busy then along yes. with the medical staff. You know, we were also very, very busy um, when the rest of the world was sort of slowing down and shutting down and reorienting. Um, so we had to take a minute to, to really acknowledge that some of our therapists were really taking a hard hit, you know, that they needed more self-care. It's one thing to, you know, tell our clients like, hey, you shouldn't consume this much news. You know, you should really, really limit your exposure to all of this uh, doom scrolling and, you know, talking. And here we are talking about it all day long, you know, um, and it, it, that was tough. That was a tough adjustment, really tough adjustment to make. Yes. just the uncertainty of it all mm -hmm. yeah well thank you so much michelle for being Absolutely. here we only have a couple minutes before our platform cuts us off all right so real quick for for everybody listening don't forget everyone to like subscribe and and share you know we're on all of your major uh podcasting platforms on and we post our videos on youtube um and then next week our topic is going to be all about the emotional freedom technique. And it's also 
in the field. It's referred to as tapping. So um, sounds it's a very interesting intervention and we'll talk about it next week and how it can be used to help individuals in their day-to-day -day life overcome symptoms of like anxiety, depression, and other other conditions. And just really quick, Michelle, do you have any any last minute tips or feedback for folks? We don't have much time left, but anything you want to leave everybody with? I think I just want to encourage everybody to give telehealth a shot. Give it a try. I think it works. Um, you know, we are learning as we're doing it, but I think it's super effective. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. just try it. Just Be try it. Yes. Yeah, do it scared. <laughs> Thank awesome. you so much, Michelle. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime. Any other oh, topic awesome. you want to talk about, if you have any clinicians that are okay. experts in their areas, let us know. Okay. We are, I mean, we're we're rolling. This train's rolling. So yeah. we always awesome. need guests every week. So feel free to send people our way. Okay. Thanks so much. Right. And then Thanks. Michelle, we are going, um, since we're running out of time, we won't put it here, but we'll put it in the show notes. If you want to send me your website, social yeah. media, where people can find you, we will post that in the show notes so they can check it out. Awesome. It's going to be on YouTube. Yeah. It'll be uploaded awesome. to YouTube and then it'll be on podcast too. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much. That was awesome. And, no all right. Take care. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.